We are back and we are, where are we right now today? Just a nice little evening where we're just chilling together. So happy that Sancha is, is in full swing. And we have lots yes. of exciting things to talk about today. But in true Samcha fashion, it wouldn't be a Samcha episode if we didn't talk about what we're snacking and drinking on today. Megan, do you wanna you wanna share what's going on in your world? Yes. So I'm being a little bit of a psychopath. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> drinking the botanist. <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally from the bottle. Like literally over ice. No. You're Just drinking gin straight? Straight, baby. She's a psychopath. Who drinks straight <laughs> like, gin? No one. Uh, this is yeah. my first time, so let's – we'll see. There's like, well, I like – I, mean, I like – yes, I do have a lemon, so it's not su- – it's not completely straight, but – I mean, no. I like it, so I wonder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gin I'm on sure the it'll rock. be good. Nice. Yeah. Truly. And then for food, I didn't have anything that I was thinking about. So then I like rummaged through my fridge and then it actually looks like really nice and legit. But it's like this little, it's a plate. Can you see it? Yeah. Of like leftover half like rotting radicchio and like a little bulb of endive. I have some chippies. And then I made like this like miso like dip thing. So it turned out really Ooh, legit. Wow. Uh, yeah. If I do say so myself. Whenever I see an endive in my mind, I say endive. <laughs> like, endive. Like home depot. Home depot. What about you, Christina? Me. I am was that Christine or Christine. <laughs> it was like Christine. Ooh, whatever. Whoever, yeah. Whoever whoever wanted to respond. But like also I'm gonna let Christina go last because she's gonna introduce the topic. So perfect. <laughs> All right. So I am drinking Christine is drinking um this Junmai Ginjo sake. It's called Meditation, and I bought it because there's like something funny on it. It says or like a like not a full English state. Maybe it's like a haiku. <laughs> I don't know. It says time went by. It's time to meditate. Listen to the voice of the universe with clear heart. Wow. Yeah. And then I am having dinner. It's bibimbap. And then mm. I'm also snacking on some sumo citrus because it's citrus season. Mm. So maybe nice. I can do like an ASMR like a can you hear that? Ooh, yeah, I yeah, heard that. Yes. Juicy. <laughs> Juicy. All right. <laughs> I'm drinking Russell's Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. I just went to my local um, liquor store and I was like, what's a good whiskey that's like not too expensive, but, you know, I could use it to make old fashions. Um, and that's what they shared. But I have just mixed that with some lemonade. Mm. I didn't. Mm. I didn't want to have it on the rocks, like just you directly. Trying to be a psychopath, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have it with some lemonade, um, which I think mm. complements it nicely. And then I have got like half an apple sliced, a Honeycrisp apple, because I 
put the other half in my salad today. So I had a half Mm. lying around and here's our little ASMR moment. Oh yeah. Mm. All right. Dude, this this channel is moving quickly into the ASMR zone. <laughs> mm-hmm. We should add that to so. our like categories for this podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. So as a reminder, hamcha means round three. And so we're going to have conversation with our drinks and our snacks over three rounds. We're going to get deeper in each round. And the topic for today is friendships or more specifically adult friendships. So with that, let's dive into Ilcha. Cheers. Cheers. Shot for this one. I know. We do? (laughs) Let's take a a big to start. Ilcha, we'll st- I mean, we're going to start off easy. We're just going to talk about how we've made friends as an adult and where. So I don't know who who here. Let's see who has like the most recent friend they've made. Maybe we can try to figure that out. Like, what's the most recent friend you've made? Yeah, that's the end of the question. <laughs> oh, that's hmm, like actually like a friend one? versus like you just met someone met, at a party. Yeah, yeah. but right. like really the most recent friend you've made. Oh well, well. What do we consider mm. like a friend or like a new friend? Maybe like someone maybe, a new friend. Maybe someone like you want to continue keeping the line open with. Mm. Like you've been touched. You like met recently, and you're like, I like you. You're my kind. We're each other's kind, and let's yeah. like hang out more. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Are we naming names? No, we shouldn't name names. <laughs> no, we don't need to. <laughs> Mm. this is actually hard I think especially in this world where we just follow people on Instagram that we meet Mm -hmm. it's like really hard to think of like okay but like who is really like someone I consider my friend versus just like oh this cool person I met but yeah but there's Mm -hmm. there's like a stronger you know association with the word friend yeah it is tough because like and also there's like this weird like false sense of connection like I will know this person and I follow them on Instagram for example or we follow each other and I haven't seen them in like five years but I still weirdly feel kind of connected that I had I I recently had an experience where like we had some friends staying over at our place and I haven't seen them like I haven't Sean has seen them but like I haven't seen them in like five years but it still felt like I kind of still kind of knew where their lives were headed because I'm like following them on Instagram and seeing their Instagram stories and stuff so yeah yeah, that is a really interesting interesting. hmm any recent friends I have one yeah 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 I have one but it's like it's almost like a cheat because she used to live like right next door and she actually moved to New York. Mm. Um, But I feel like we still keep in touch or like we'll text every few days, every few weeks. Um, Like we, you know, if I were to visit New York, like I would visit her. If she were to come here, like, you know, we would hang out. So I feel like maybe... That's a good indicator because of like a friend is like, if you're visiting, like, would you 
want to hang out with them, like yeah. visiting their city, you know, right? Like, even right. if it's just like a quick coffee. So that's yes. a that's a nice litmus test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, it's like become much harder, obviously. And this is like obviously what we're going to talk about today, but yeah. it's yeah. just harder to gauge. Yeah. I did. I met someone yesterday for the first time. Um, so she is also a YouTuber. And she reached out to Mm -hmm. me because she's based in California, but she was visiting New York. And we create like similar type of content, even though she's Mm -hmm. actually like much younger than me, like eight or nine years younger. Uh, But she's also a consultant. So she reached out and we got dinner yesterday. And yeah, it was, I wouldn't say it was like super, super deep, the conversation, but it was like not all super like high level and superficial. Cause I think it's because we talked about, um, YouTube and we talked about creating content mm-hmm. and like struggles we're going through and like mm-hmm. goals and stuff. So that was nice. That's like the first thing that comes to mind just because I met her yesterday and I would definitely like want to keep in touch with her. That's super good. recent. Mm-hmm. I think like most of my friends I make through like mutual friends. So it's like I meet them through a friend or like there's Megan, like we met through a friend. Mm. Christina and I didn't really meet their friend. We just met because the universal, <laughs> you guys are going to be friends. Um, and then I think that like one example that comes to mind that isn't like super directly related to like a mutual friend is this girl who I like recently met. Um, we like followed each other on Instagram. We like met in person. And then I was like posting stories about my personal interests. And then she was like, I know someone who would be like, who would be your people. So then we ended up having like um, a little lunch at my place um, and we got along and we're like, yeah, we are each other's people. Like we have a lot of common interests and it's like, I'm interested in food and I'm interested in BTS and like K-pop. So <laughs> that was like a little fun um, way to meet someone is that like someone is like paying attention to your interests and like another friend's interests and then like bringing people together in that way, even though everyone kind of like recently met each other so I think that's like like through common interests like Christina what you were saying there's like ways to meet people through the internet too yeah and well speaking of internet so I okay so yesterday I met someone for the first time that's kind of the first thing that popped into my head but I would say the most recent close friend that I've made like as an adult I'm trying to I mean like I think so I'm like, shit, am I forgetting anybody? But a recent friend, a recent friend I made as an adult was maybe like five years ago now at this point, four, four years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was like four years ago. So I was like in my mid to late 20s. So I would say that's very much adulthood. Uh, but we met through Bumble BFF when I was living in oh, Ann Arbor. Cool. So mm-hmm. yeah, and that's the only friend I've ever made through Bumble BFF. I've met up with like a few people who you share common interests or like things like that. But as we all know, it is just hard to make like strong friendships. So that would be, I think the most recent, like kind of strong, like close friend that I've made as an adult. I think I've made many other recent friends um, who maybe were just like not quite as close as that. I'm so curious Mm -hmm. what that process was like. Is it is Bumble BFF kind of like dating or mm-hmm. is there, do you get like the nerves like before meeting up with the person <laughs> or is it like um, you make the no. first chat move? Like how is it different? Yeah. Well, so I can't compare personally with using apps for dating, <laughs> but I have like 
swipe on Christine's accounts, uh, but it is it is very much similar. So Bumble BFF, there's a mode where there's Bumble Date, which is like the standard or like original Bumble. There's Bumble BFF, which is for friends. And I think there's actually also like Bumble Business. So you can like network for business purposes. But anyway, Bumble BFF, um, yeah, you like swipe right, swipe left. Um, I think it allows like either party to respond. I think with the traditional Bumble date uh, for like hetero relationships, the girl has to respond first. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Bumble BFF, it kind of doesn't matter. And I think you can open up to like who you like, what genders you want to be friends with and things like that. But yeah, I mean, for me, I just took it as like, I was living in Ann Arbor. I didn't have like a lot of friends in that area. I had my coworkers, I had some family, uh, but not a lot of friends my age. So it was just a way for me to meet people. And, you know, my personality is very much like half and half introvert, extrovert. So I think it just kind of depended on the day, like how like nervous I was, you know, because there would be times Mm -hmm. where I'm just in a mood to meet someone new and like hang out and do something fun. And other times where I have to like really hype myself up. Yeah, dude, I was just going to say like your E must have been real strong at the time. Because I was bored. (laughs) Megan space it's like yeah the I I in me I'm like oh my god I need to go home into a corner (laughs) this episode is not sponsored by Bumble BFF but it will (laughs) (laughs) please sponsor us (laughs) so when you're like meeting new friends like Megan when you met up with this new friend in New York or Christina on like Bumble BFF, like what were like activities that you did together? Like typically, like, you know, you can grab like a drink or whatever, but is there like a preferred activity that you like to do when you're like meeting new people? I mean, for me and this particular friend, I feel like it was, again, it was like really easy because we literally lived next to each other. So it was really easy to be close because there wasn't like this whole buildup or like setup of, hey, on this day at this time, let's meet at, you know, this spot and do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. It's just like, hey, I just made like, you know, this dish, like I have some extra, do you want some? Or like, did you have dinner yet? Or hey, I just like opened up a bottle of wine, like come over or something like very easy. So it was like super easy to just like connect in that way. But in terms of like activities, I mean, I feel like a lot of it is like, talking and I think that's like also the introvert in me like I just like connecting with like one or two people like very intimately Um, and usually that ends up happening with like drinks and like a chat or like taking a walk or like you know just activities that like maybe don't have a screen in front Although we are over here in front of a screen. Yeah, but we're talking um, a lot. Yeah. The only thing we're doing is talking. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I think it's similar for me too. I think when it's someone that's like brand new and not connected to your circle in any way. So like my friend I met through Bumble BFF, it's like, let's get dinner and or drinks or lunch or whatever. And then you like slowly start to learn like your interests and stuff. So maybe you might do other um, like activities. Um, but then I also realized, you know, I have close friends I've made also like through Dane, like through my husband. And for that, it was just more like hanging out at home, like come over, like have 
let's cook dinner, let's watch a movie. But yeah, so I like just those very like simple activities where you're just spending time together. I don't know, nothing fancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Christine's like, well, I like to go skydiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> axe throwing. Yeah, axe throwing. Oh, I think I'm the same. It's always over like food, drinks, yeah. or like coffee. Nothing. I don't, or like phone calls too. I think that yeah. most of it is just like staying in touch and like making sure that, you know, we're like staying up to date and like connected on what's going on in each other's lives. And I think food and drinking has been like the best, like, what is it? It's been the best vehicle to get people to that place. Yeah. Yes. I wonder if there's anyone who was like, I like mini golfing as my main activity. (laughs) I always take my first friend date (laughs) to mini golf. (laughs) Actually though, like, what is it? or in my like mid 20s there were some like new people that I met in the city that like do you want to go to escape room when we just mm. like recently met mm. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that sounds horrible like you're with all these new people and then you're in a yeah. stressful situation where you have to work <laughs> together but like Someone needs to be a leader also, but like, you don't want to step on anyone's t- Like, that's just. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like what it's like a way to break the ice, but also like in my mid twenties, it was like a lot of like group hangouts too. So not everyone really knew each other, but we were all in a new city. So it was like kind of like a way to hang out as like a defined group of friends, mm. even though we were still kind of getting to know each other. But yeah, I, I, I declined. <laughs> you never went to the escape room no no and like other it just like gives me so much anxiety I don't want to meet people with like lots of anxiety like coursing through my blood so I like calm candlelit dinners over a glass of wine well I kind of actually feel like that was a good um, segue to to Icha because you were sort of comparing like between your 20s and now, like how you make friends. So why don't we just travel on over to Icha? Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, let's just continue on that and just the differences of how we make friends and then our friendships like that we made between our childhood, our 20s, and then now in our 30s. Like, how has that evolved for you? I feel like, you know, when you're younger, this is probably an oversimplification, but when you're younger, you don't really like have a lot of choice of like where you hang out, right? Like you're sent to the school or like you live near the school. So you go to that, that elementary school, for example, or that middle school. And then like, you know, you, you have pretty standard places of where you hang out, both in good or bad ways. You kind of make friends when you're there, right? You make friends at school, you make friends with like your after school program or like your guitar lesson or whatever. I've never taken a guitar lesson in my entire <laughs> life. I don't know why that was the example. Um, but then, but then, um, when you're in, when you're an adult, like you kind of choose, right? You choose where your resources go, like your time, money, energy, and so you end up at a certain place, or you end up talking to certain people. It's kind of interesting in that way. I mean, both. I think like. Again, they're both like pros and cons to both, but like 
I'm thinking about how generalizing, I'm thinking, oh, it's so hard. It's much harder to make friends now versus younger, but it is much easier to make uh, friends now. I think that you share a lot of values, like your big pillars in your life, right? The big pillars, like Mm -hmm. they all kind of align um, now because you also know yourself better too. So then you kind of end up meeting people in that way. Um, But, but I think a challenge also is like, and maybe this is just for me, but like, I I feel like, okay, right now in my life, there's like A, B, C, D things that I really enjoy or that I really like, or that I really believe in. Um, And then I am maybe looking for friends or connecting with friends that also have those values and things, but then does it close myself off to you know, new connections or relationships that maybe like these people are really different than I am. And so I kind of automatically go, oh, okay, they're different. So, Mm. you know, maybe I won't be that close to them or something like that. So I don't know, lots of challenges, lots of benefits, um, but different for sure. I think like the same thing with you, Megan, or like what you were saying, like most of my childhood friendships, like came about through like similar circumstances so like school hagwon church but then like connect like even though you are in like the same share the same space or share the same kind of like weekly rituals there's like one thing that like pinpoints and like draws that person out of the crowd and i think it's like really common interests like can we like play together do we like can we like socialize in the same ways? So I think that that's like most of like how I built my like childhood friendships is like, can we play together? Um, Mm. Can we go to the backyard or like ride our bikes or can we like draw together or like do stupid, funny, like Britney Spears dances, um, (laughs) things that like feel like playtime. And then I think like adult friendships are more not based in like the common circumstances of like, the being a part of a Korean American Christian household and like from like the San Fernando Valley, it's more like people from different walks of life. And it's not necessarily like based in play either. Like, can we play together is like not like a question that I asked like my adult friends now. It's like more, I think, do we have like that connection? Do I feel warmth with you? Um, so I think like, that's like the main difference of like childhood friendships and adult friendships though like childhood friendships have like morphed into adult friendships too and I think like now it's more like how do we connect to each other like how are we going to do life together how are we doing life right now with like as adults now so I think that's like the main like connecting point with like all of my adult friends now I feel like another, this is like kind of another tangent sort of, but I don't know why I was thinking of this. I feel like trauma bonding is also like a really key thing with friendships. Like one of my really close friends, we met through work, like through a work circumstance. um, And we had a really just unhealthy work environment, but we like bonded for life. And so we've been friends for almost 10 years now like nine and a half years and we're still like really close so yeah there's like that too and I guess like that could happen at 
any point of your life. I think the interesting thing is like bonding through trauma is one thing, but then obviously you two, the two of you probably still need to have like other things in common um, mm-hmm. for the friendship to be able to blossom and continue mm-hmm. to grow. Uh, but yeah, that was just another like factor I thought of, um, I guess, kind of regardless yeah. of, of age of your friendship. Or most of your, um, like the adult friendships that you've made actually with childhood friends too, like, are they mostly girls or is it like good mix between like girls and guys? Ooh. So for me, most of my friends are girls, but the interesting thing is like when I was in middle school and high school, like it was very like half and half, like girlfriends, guy friends. And I feel like I was like equally close to mm-hmm. like both, you know, all all folks. But yeah, I don't know what happened in college. I think this is a whole other thing to unpack, but like Christine and I were in a church fellowship in college and I just feel like they stressed very much this like girls are together and boys are together and there were these like weird traditions of like you know all rooted in like love and kindness and stuff but I don't know if that had an impact on like me just not becoming close with guys you know in my my circle but yeah for me it's it's definitely mostly mostly girlfriends currently. I think we've talked a little bit about this in some other previous episode but yeah, like when I was growing up, like middle school, high school, even through college, maybe I had a lot of guy friends. Like I didn't really, I mean, not on purpose necessarily, but like I didn't have that many, like I didn't have a big girlfriend group. Yeah, it wasn't until maybe like grad school, I didn't really like get it. Like I didn't really feel like, oh, you know, being part of like a women's group or like, having conversations and connecting with other women like I didn't really like fully understand the importance of it I think up until like grad school where then I was part of a women's group and it was just like life-changing um at that point but I think like throughout middle school high school I had a lot of guy friends and then throughout like the end of college through grad school until now most of my friends are women and then like a lot of the friends or the friends acquaintances like people that I know um are like the partners of the male friends that I used to have or whatever not used to have but like that I was really close to so that's kind of interesting as well but yeah I don't there was like a pretty big shift for me like late that was early like my early 20s I guess and also like I think now in our 30s it's not just like guys and girls but if they're like married they also become just like couple friends right it's like yeah it's not like that person alone it's like you'll you'll always hang out with the couple together with like your couple in your couplehood (laughs) (laughs) and and also like and like this might be a hot take but maybe it's not maybe most people agree but like You know, as you grow older, you like start to have relationships. Um, mm-hmm. If you're, you know, in a hetero, like straight relationship, right? You've got like a girl, like being really close friends with a guy, like might make the boyfriend upset and like vice mm-hmm. versa. And like, again, 
it doesn't mean that you can't have friends of other genders, but it's mm-hmm. like, it just gets into this iffy territory when you're like really, really close and it sort of yeah. can potentially be a threat to the other person. So I feel like that factor like kind of plays in as well as we grow older. So maybe that's why, that's also why when we're younger, perhaps like it's, there's more variety, you know, but yeah, maybe, maybe it just kind of narrows down and you still have like the guy friends, but they're just not your closest like circle of friends anymore but again don't know if that's a hot take for you know folks listening or if a lot of people agree but yeah yeah I feel like it is it is a controversial one because like some people are like no like men and women can be friends and it's not a problem and for some it's it's difficult I don't know and maybe yeah I don't I can't tell if it's like a projection or something but like I there was a time when like I used to put some distance between me and like a guy friend if I knew that the guy friend like was just like started out dating or or like they they you know they're just getting serious with someone like I used to put a little bit of distance between me and this friend just because like yeah I don't I also don't want you know maybe I'm like again it's like maybe a little bit of a projection or something but like I don't I wouldn't want to be the girl you know that's coming in or whatever and thinking like oh this guy that I really like has this friend and like they're friends and they're super close I don't know it's just like something so I think like I like to kind of give um give it a little bit of of room did you hear about the the guinea thing the guinea test <laughs> yes oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> so like for the people who don't know what the guinea test is there's this like thing in korea or this debate in korea where let's say that you are a girl and you are having um dinner with your um boyfriend and then you're like close girlfriend and you're Boy, your your close girlfriend is like struggling with like a perilla leaf. They're pretty sticky. And so sometimes like when you pick them up with chopsticks, you'll pick up two when you intended to pick up one. So you're kind of like struggling to just get one. But then your boyfriend goes in and reaches to help her um, separate the, the genie perilla leaves. And so some people are on the side of like, that's not the guy's business. She should just whatever. Like it's not, it's, he's crossing the line by helping her. Whereas other people are like, he's just literally helping her with like, because she's struggling with her chopsticks. So I think like there's this like fine line or balance that like, it depends on who the person is. Like it depends on the culture on like what is like appropriate between like those boundaries or like setting those boundaries. I think, I don't know, where are you guys out on yeah, that? Yeah, well, okay. Well, I'm definitely on the side of like, yeah, he's just helping her. But I, I think like the takeaway is, like it depends on to your point culturally what's defined as intimate right Mm -hmm. and like what's defined as like something that's so intimate that it really should be reserved for your partner so like in Korea for some reason helping someone with their genip is like so intimate that only your partner should do it um (laughs) so I think that's that's like the key is like what is that line of like intimacy right that that you know, you don't want to cross with someone who's just a friend, you know? Yeah. Oh, and then there's, I think there's like a part two to the genip test, which is like, you know, you know, like you grab the genip that's like stuck, right? And then like, and then you, where do you place that genip that you just helped grab? Do do they place it? (laughs) 
do you take that do you take that kidney and then do you put it on your nipples for them to kidney. um do you do you then put put that on their plate or do you just like you just help them and that's it because like oh, yeah. you shouldn't be putting things on like someone else's plate so like there was that whole thing yeah oh my god koreans man <laughs> for me culturally I like to keep it very casual. Like if my partner is helping my friend with a genu because she's struggling, like, thank you for helping her. That's such a kind Mm -hmm. gesture. I'm not going to like insert any like jealousy in it. And also like it goes the same for like my guy friends too, where a lot of us are just like homies. Like a lot of my guy friends that I still like keep in touch with, we're super like casual friends and when we hang out we I feel like they bring out like their feminine energy though they're like heterosexual male and then I bring Mm -hmm. out like my masculine energy and Mm -hmm. and there's like a good balance where that's just how we relate to each other but we feel that like heartfelt like conversations whenever we hang out I I think that like if their girlfriends are uncomfortable with that dynamic then of course like I'd back off but generally, like most of their girlfriends have been like chill girls, and I also want to become friends with them too. I feel like we're at a point. I mean, age is nothing but a number, but like I think sometimes like you just come to a point where like you can read the room, right? You read vibes, you read the room, and like you just are respectful of people and like people's partners and people's relationships and just people in general, and so you just act accordingly. And so if it starts to feel like inappropriate, we know what that we know what that is. So maybe, you know, draw some lines, you know, talk about some boundaries, but then if it's not to that point, then mm-hmm. just be you But know. what happens when it turns romantic? Have you ever had that happen where it's like you're <laughs> friends with a guy and then like it turned while they had while they had a girlfriend no no no, 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 just no, no, girl. no no oh yeah you were like close to the guy friend and then oh yeah definitely like, <laughs> oh yeah yeah then you go into the room. I feel like <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Put on your nipple <laughs> I wonder like what percent of relationships start out that way too not necessarily relationships yeah. that last yeah. like through all time but just right. like mm-hmm. aggregate relationships I feel like a fair amount of them must begin where it's like two like really close friends who then you know becomes yeah, yeah. So romantic cute. yeah <laughs> so it's kind of like you and dane right you two were like friends before like, yeah but i wouldn't say like i wouldn't have call- if someone told me to like list out your guy friends or list out your friends mm-hmm. like dane probably wouldn't have made the list like as like mm-hmm. a intimate friend you know yeah, yeah. versus like I think in high school, like I've had the experience of like, you have like a really close friend and then it mm-hmm. like turns into something a little more. Yeah. Dane's kind of in between, I guess. Cause like, yeah, he's like a friend slash acquaintance, but we weren't like super, super close until we like started to be interested in each other. Yeah. Dane was on the list of close friends for me. And then mm-hmm. I traded him in for, for me. <laughs> For someone better. <laughs> oh yeah, Dane was before Dane was your like became your boyfriend. He was like homie. Like mm-hmm. he would he would hang Megan's out. Homie. He would Yeah, he was he was homie. Yeah. I know it's kind of weird that that's how we met. Cause like I, I feel like our friendship is just so beyond that now. But the yeah. first time we met was because like 
yeah, you were friends with Dane. Like so I was like meeting Dane's yeah. friend, yeah, Dane's girlfriend. So, uh, you know, weird. I was replacing. I'm no, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in that instance, there was like zero sense of like that, like jealousy, weird intimacy we were just talking about with like yeah. friends. Um, but yeah, but look at, look at us. Look like, at- <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we, I have a crazy idea. Should we just down the rest of our drinks for some time? Oh my yeah. God. Wow. Wait, this is, ha- wait, what? Like- <laughs> wait, th- this is straight gin. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're the one who poured it. <laughs> Let's just like, go over okay. the end. You want to take like three <laughs> shots in a row? Let's do it. Yeah. As she pulls out her liquid IV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but always responsible, always chasing with liquid mm-hmm. IV at the end of the night. Liquid yeah. IV, please reach out and sponsor us. For the millionth time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Liquid IV is surprisingly pretty expensive. Like, why? But it's so worth it. It's so good, though. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite flavor? Honestly, I'm a lemon lime girl. Like, really, all the way. Because it it reminds me of like um like Mexican candy, kind of. Doesn't it like because it's like mm-hmm. lemon lime, it's like sour, salty, like mm-hmm. it's so yeah. good. I like lemon lime, but I also like the tangerine immunity um, liquid IV. I haven't then, tried the immunity one. Oh, it's really good. And then the um, what is it? The like matcha one, That's the my energy favorite. one. Yeah, yeah. Lemon oh, ginger matcha. No, it's oh, lemon ginger. Yeah, there might be two energy ones that have matcha in them, but then it's the lemon ginger one specifically. That one is so not good. sponsored, but please. it's kind of hard to dissolve. Though I wish it was like easier because it like clumps up, but yeah, you have to like really, really stir it. Well. Get in there, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, you can tell that we are a huge fan of liquid IV. So, <laughs> any listeners out there who have connects send this their way we've talked about like childhood friendships and adult friendships like gender different or different gender friendships but what do you do when a friendship in adulthood doesn't work out how do you navigate that you take a bottle of gin (laughs) (laughs) it is tough because it's different like when you're younger you know maybe you moved or like you just like you know, this is like pre-social media time. So like maybe like on your Zanga, you were like, I'm not friends with this person or like whatever. Yeah, you're not my top five. Like I think now, you know, just just like a romantic breakup, you know, you don't want to just like ghost the person. You probably want to like have some closure. I have like one experience where it was like more on the dramatic side. I think for the most part, I was going to share this point earlier, um, but like I never really had the same group of friends throughout my entire life. Like I went to like, I would go to like my elementary school and then I went to one middle school and everyone else went to a different middle school. And then the same thing happened from middle school to high school. And so um, I never had like the same group of friends. I had like my best friends in elementary school, my best friends in middle school, et cetera. So I think like growing up, just naturally my friendships faded due to proximity or like lack of proximity. Um, And I think for the most part, like my style is like, you know, if we don't 
catch up or like we don't keep in touch like it's okay and then if we do happen to meet up after a year like we can kind of just pick up so that's kind of been my style for a lot of my life um there was one friendship where i think it just came from a lot of misunderstanding of like what the other person like expected and like me not communicating really clearly and i think the toughest part of it is like letting go of what that person might think of you like let's say the relationship the friendship goes south and you're just not seeing eye to eye you know my anxiety would get the better of me and be like oh but it's like that person has this image of me and like that's not true or like they see these negative aspects but they don't see like why or they don't see the positive side um and so it was a real struggle for me this was in college of like letting go of that and i really had to just focus on the friendships i did have that were like close and strong around me to just be grounded and like these people know like who i am and they see like me in in my entirety or whatever it was and they're not seeing this other kind of view of me so yeah so i feel like that for me was the hardest hurdle to overcome it is kind of self-centered because it's like what is this person thinking of me um yeah, but yeah. yeah but that is like that stands out to me as kind of one of the challenges that i had to go through with mm. like a friendship breakup in my past yeah 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 it's always tough because there's like so many there's like not a wrong answer I almost feel but then there's also like not a right answer because I was gonna say earlier oh maybe this you know you take it as if it's like a romantic breakup or a you know where where you have to talk things through and talk about what's working what's not working and like you know kind of draw parameters or boundaries around like your expectations and like those not being met and all of these things and like I think that's one way to do it but like sometimes I just feel like that that gets to be like too much because if if like one person is feeling a certain way and maybe the other person is not or you're both feeling something but like it's not being brought up to then take that and like turn that into like a learning experience and like try and like make them understand to your point Christina like where you come from and like this is how it it was for you and yada 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 like I sometimes feel like that closure conversation can actually sometimes make things worse and maybe I don't know maybe I just don't have the right tools so I'm 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 speaking about it just with like the knowledge that I know, but I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling, but basically to say, I think it just depends. It depends on you. It depends on the receiving, you know, person. And it just depends on like what makes you to feel comfortable about the end of something. And then like going from there, I guess. Like the reason that this is even on the table, like, is it because you just had an argument about something that was like very specific or is it like just more of like growing apart and it's like deeper, you know? So there's like those mm -hmm. layers as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because if it was like a one, like something like, oh, they murdered somebody on the street. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like something really extreme. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm probably just like, I'm okay not speaking to you suddenly or whatever, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Um, whereas like if it's something that's kind of happened over time, then 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This it's tough. Well, and and also, yeah. sorry, I'm just like I'm like I just keep bouncing off of what you're saying. Like mm. yeah. I feel like it's also like let's say there's something that your friend did or like something about the way they are that bothers you, right? Is that something that like is something is fixable or not maybe quote unquote fixable is like changeable or is it something that's just fundamentally like who they, who they are. are and yeah. you yeah. would be doing a disservice in trying to change them. Um, right. So I think it's, you know, how you figure that out could be in different ways, but yeah, it's like, what is it about the friend that is, you know, just not sitting right with you? And is it something that can be addressed because they're like going down this path that is like, seems dangerous or something like that? Or is it just like right. something about the way they are? Wait, you just made a really good point about like, it's almost, this sounds like kind of weird, but like, it's almost and very cheesy, but it's like, it's not them. It's almost you. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like when it's a, when it's like Mm -hmm. that, it's like, you know, you're just going through a certain life change or like a season in your life where you feel differently about a certain aspect or something. And so like, it may seem like, it might be the other person's the other person that's doing something wrong or weird or whatever mm-hmm. in let's say my eyes but it's yeah. actually not that it could be something that like i'm going through um mm-hmm. and a season that i'm in where i'm thinking about life differently and it just happens to be that that person or this group of people or whatever it's just not like serving where i'm kind of wanting to go so mm-hmm. then it ends up being you know it kind of ends up being mm-hmm dismantled and it's also just like there are beautiful things about this person that 100% like preserve and then within yourself this is you're like conditioned to be a certain way too so over time you become more of that person or you become different people and so Mm. just having to address those differences and potentially like the the different expectations that arise out of like those changes, I think that that's something that like happens naturally with like transitions between seasons in your life. But I also do think that like I've gone in like deep spirals with like my friendships of like, how can I show up better for this person? Why am I not showing up for this person? Like understanding my attachment style better to kind of like reason through like the exchanges of like, those like tense moments with friends um, and trying to like draw a little bit more empathy out of like why this person is reacting that they are um, or why I'm reacting the way that I am. So I, I think like I like process everything internally and then like find some kind of resolve of like how to move forward or like what to communicate, but it's never an easy conversation to have, especially with someone that you like shared so much love with. But sometimes it's just like, it has to happen. Kind of goes back to like learning about yourself and like doing the work to like understand your style, like your attachment style, your whatever, your personality, like what's Mm -hmm. really important to you. And then that then gets, you know, that bleeds into every other relationship. So yeah. And you have to be okay with it. Like once you've thought through it deeply mm. and you've made your decision, it's like, this is a hard choice that I have to make. I'm going to make it and then like have my peace and move on. And I think that this is just kind of like a natural part of like growing up is 
being able to make those choices for yourself and be deliberate through all of the pieces of the conversation that need to be had. Being an adult as a friend is like fun, but it's also like hard too, because you're very, very responsible for carrying that person's heart. And it's like when we're younger, it's like you have these like little like cat fights maybe, or it's like you just don't go so deep so it doesn't get that intense, right? But like as adults, it's like we need to, we're expected to act like adults and respect each other, respect each other's time and emotions. So yeah, it does come with a lot of responsibility. With all of the friends that I've had made in my life and like the friendships that like I grew apart from, I still remember like all of the brightest things about like that person, like the memories that I have with them. It's never like the hard emotions that I had to process it's always like this person was such an amazing um, person still continues to be an amazing person and I love this person so much Um, and we've shared a lot of great memories but like at this stage in my life you know those expectations won't work Mm -hmm. we had such a great conversation but I think it's also like I've been asking these surprise questions at the end and I I thought of one um, today (laughs) I'd love to hear like one quality in a friendship that you deeply appreciate. Like when you think about all of your friends that you love and like one kind of like through line that is uh, like present in, in those friendships, what do you appreciate most on like the receiving end of from your friends? That was like stated in a really like naughty, not like naughty, but like twisted <laughs> hard to understand way but basically like how what are like what is a trait in friendship that you appreciate a lot I'll go I guess mine is humor and I think it just encapsulates a lot of things because I think you don't have to have the same type of humor I guess oh you kind of do but like I think just like (laughs) understanding each other's humor is is what's key Mm. and because when you don't understand someone's humor like that's where a lot of misunderstanding can happen and it just like it like like interrupts the flow of the conversation right (laughs) If, if someone like isn't on the same page as you so yeah I think like humor and then through that like you laugh and when you laugh you're more comfortable and that allows you like opens you up to like share more with your friends so yeah I like it's deeper than just sense of humor but I would say I feel like that's a a central point of like a lot of my strong friendships a hundred percent we're always like throwing stupid jokes with each other yeah just like doing little bits and like throwing jokes and like you know yeah that's it's just it's fun because like friendships should be fun you know, at the end of the day, like, we should also help each other grow and like all of that. But you know, I want to have fun with people that I'm with. (laughs) It should also like adult friendships should incorporate like play and fun. Yeah. And sometimes you lose sight of that. Yeah. But Megan, what about you? Ooh, I'm thinking about like my love language, like how I receive love. I mean, I'm all four, but like all four of them. <laughs> but I think, but I think all of a it. lot of it, all of it. I want all of it. But um, for me, like acts of service is a big one for me. So like, it's kind of, I guess, related to Christina, but like, you know, when like you send me like TikToks and it, it could be a funny TikTok, but it can also be like, just like, like a 
something that's related to something that I do, for example, or like whatever it is, or like, like a pottery or something. or something. Yeah, pottery or like pictures of old people or something. Like, I feel like uh, when you send that or when people send that, it's like that makes me feel like super loved. And so then it it really. <laughs> It is, it is, it is really, it is a huge, uh, really, I will say it's a big act of service to send a TikTok to someone who does not have TikTok. I know. (laughs) I know. It's very true. To their photo, like to their album. And then have have the app and text the link. I know. It's me. (laughs) Sure. But because I love you. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. Or like when Christine, you sent me the wine glasses and it's just like so beautiful and so perfect. Like it's just like little things where like you you know that they know that about you and so then they take the time out of their day to like mm-hmm. go out and do something or send something or again, even if it's like a, just like a simple photo or like not a simple TikTok link. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel like I always feel like super loved and like appreciated in friendships that way. And I feel like Aww. that's like the the lasting ones, you know. Mm. What about you, Christine? I think it really, it totally has to do with like love languages, right? Like mm. what you like to receive in friendships. And like my top ling- love language for what I like to receive is words of affirmation. So mm. when we're having like meaningful conversations, um, when we're like lifting each other up through our words, I think that is like one thing that I think about with like all of my friendships that like I really, really hold dear to my heart. It's like the com- the deep conversations that we've had. So um, and like just like hyping each other up and mm. um, reminding each other of like how much of a badass like we are and I, I love that so much so that is one element of like my favorite friendships not that I have like I do have great favorites but like <laughs> ones that, like <laughs> the ones that yeah that I really really treasure like close to to my heart it's like it's that for sure mm-hmm. yeah and you guys we're, we're doing that we're always having words of affirmation through all <laughs> Yeah, this is truly like just a love language in itself. Magical friendships yeah. here. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers. All right, let's finish. <laughs> now let's finish these glasses. Oh, oh my God. I just poured myself more. We're getting lit tonight. Well, cheers to another another episode. Cheers. 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 Oh, and then... Yeah, don't forget to follow us at Samcha Podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Yes, on everywhere. Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, on email. What else is there? That's it, right? Someone, Twitter, someone sent us like a fun email. Someone sent us an email? No, I'm saying someone send us a fun email. Oh, yeah. Or a DM to slide through. Yeah. Uh, we're all ears. We'd love to hear about your thoughts on friendships and we should we should do like polls or um yeah, yeah. voting. Cool cool. All right. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.